This is Kanzen Shu, the podcast, episode 346 for the week of October 20th, 2013. So welcome to Akanzen Shu, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fansite. Kanzen Shu, correct. And we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit. Oh, the entertaining! Here we are. It is near the end of October. It has been an exciting year. We still have so many cool things coming up the rest of the year. Uh, we're going to cruise on to the end of 2013. I'm so excited for 2014 with Dragon Ball. Julian, you are here with me, sir. Yes, I am. Great to have you. And that's me, Mike Vegito EX, just the two of us this episode. Julian, we didn't have a show last week. I blame the fact that I have a new kitty cat on yes. the fact that I didn't do a show. I was not expecting to get a new kitty cat. Uh, as I've told the story, I went to an advertising meeting and left with a kitty cat. <laughs> That's odd. It was a weird day for me. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I've been uh, in that world and obviously all the other cons and shoe dudes. Uh, you're busy with the kids. Heath's busy with work and the young one as well. And Jake is off oh, yes. protecting us from something somewhere. One would hope, yeah. I hope he's doing a good job. So yes. you and I, we're going to catch up on uh, two weeks worth of news. But also, as we're recording this, V-Jump isn't out for another like 12-ish hours or so whenever you know, newsstands open. You already got a copy. You've had it for for a day, so you're kind of digesting information already. Oh, yes. There's a lot of interesting things in this month's issue, and apparently next month's issue is also going to have quite a bit. Oh, it's crazy. So, big V-jump right now. Uh, Psycho jump isn't out until, it says the second this time around, right? Rather than the fourth? Uh, or was yes. that last month? Uh, this month, or next okay. month, rather, because the fourth is going to be holiday, culture day, which is usually the third, but the third is a Sunday, so we get Monday off instead. Oh, okay. I see how that works. All right. Mm. So we got, uh, if you can't piece it together with V-Jump, lots of video game news, but it does tie into a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Busy times for Dragon Ball. Julian, we're going to cover news. I'm introducing a new segment this episode that I hope to be a weekly recurring segment. I'm really excited about it because it gives Ooh. me a chance to be a devious jerk to everyone. And that should be exciting. So wow. please look forward to that. So we got news, new segment, and we're going to wrap it up, uh, catch up on some emails. I was trying to clean out the email box the other day, kicking off responses that were just, hey, here you go. That's it. And then we had a bunch of great podcast related questions. So we'll do that. That's our episode. Are you ready, sir? Yes. All right, let's do it. All right, so we'll start with video game stuff that kind of uh, doesn't quite hit magazine material and then transitions into magazine material. And that's Dragon Ball Z Battle of Z, the new upcoming mainstream line, whatever, fighting game for the franchise coming on the Xbox 360, the PS3, and the Vita. Started off with just some character customization screenshots that Namco Bandai sent out uh, in conjunction with them showcasing the game at New York Comic Con. So you can see Goku, Gohan with slightly different colors Dogi and Frieza with different circle colors. I suppose if you're really into that, that's exciting. Uh, Julian, we've had more Battle of Z information. Uh, first part coming to us through Weekly Jump last week, and it's probably also confirmed in V-Jump. That's release date information, right? Uh, yes, it's going to be coming out. Yes, uh, January 23rd, 2014. And in fact, this issue of V-Jump gives us more information on some of the characters appearing, such as Ozaru Bardock and ah. Hirudegarn and the 
core version of Metal Kula. Ah, uh, so they're talking figure. about the giant characters that you're going to be fighting against, huh? Oh, yes. Cool, cool. So that's pretty cool. And I guess we need to kind of reiterate, this is the Japanese release date for the game. Namco Bandai has not announced anything internationally yet. We still just have that early 2014 uh, yes. time frame. Now, there may very be, well be other information coming out in Weekly Jump on Monday, mm -hmm. and I will uh, check that out. But as far as V-Jump is concerned, it just has the one release date. It also tells us that there's going to be another smartphone Dragon Ball game coming out in the near future. Oh, yeah? Called Dragon Ball RPG Shonen Hen, which is uh, basically boyhood. Goku's boyhood. Right. Um, it says it's coming out this month okay, for and platforms? Android and iOS. Okay, well, when Tap Battle was first announced, that was both platforms. Android now, iOS later, and then it was kind of that, uh, iOS version's out, uh, iOS version's updated, please don't pay attention to us. Yeah, so uh, I guess I'll see... If this shows up at any point and check it out, All right. it actually works. You know, I've been uh, one of the dumb people that purchased an Ouya. So <laughs> I'm like, all right, how can I obtain these apps legally, sideload them onto the Ouya? Well, they're not even going to work with a controller anyway. That's the only Android device I own right now. So I've been thinking about, not for Dragon Ball specifically, but just in general. I don't want to be an iOS-specific house necessarily, so I'm thinking about maybe getting uh, like a, a Nexus tablet or something like that so huh maybe i can jump into this world in the near future all right well good luck thank you thank you uh i think that's it for battle z and we just got the new game announcement right there let's talk about some other game stuff and that is j stars victory versus we've got a lot of updates uh when tokyo game show happened they did have an exclusive promotional video that only aired there and it actually took a couple weeks for it to be officially released online so we did update with that um julian some of this is kind of old news by this point but can you give us a rundown of some of the new character announcements we've had in the game so far okay so we've got um in the recent past we had um yusuke urameshi and gon freaks and such and vegeta showing up but right. uh, most recently we've got taro yamada from the gag manga ching yuki plus uh jaguar junichi from pyu tofuku jaguar um this is a support character rather than a playable character here. Okay. Um, and then in the past, well, at this point, it's uh, going to be two weeks Couple ago weeks, by the time yeah. you're listening to this, uh, announced Medaka Kurokami and Misogi Kumagawa from Medaka Box. Medaka being the playable character and uh, Mr. Kumagawa being the support character with a giant screw. I okay. don't... I never read this manga, so I don't know why he has a giant screw. All right. So next up for uh, J-Stars, the way it works is these magazines come out and usually the official website kind of lags behind a couple days catching up on things. So while this was coming out, they updated with uh, these three rival characters. We gave a little spotlight on Vegeta. Nothing too interesting there. We had five screenshots, so you can check that out. But then we got a release date and a price for J-Stars. So uh, let's run through this, but we also got more character announcements along with with that too. Yes. So in the upcoming, well, by this, I guess by the point now. <laughs> yes. In well, what's going to be the current issue of Weekly Jump? There's even more uh, character announcements with all female characters this time. Three support characters and one playable. The support characters are I don't know how to pronounce this because I never read the manga. Lala 
Satalin, Satalin, David Luke of Toraburu, uh, who will restore the player's stamina. Chitoge Kirisaki from Nisekoi, who can disable opposing support characters with a stinging slap. And in Uh fact, the image showcases using it against Vegeta. Nice. And Rukia Kuchiki from Bleach, who can freeze opponents using her Zanpakuto leaving them open to attack. Yeah, I know a lot of people are kind of upset that Rukia is uh, relegated to support status here. Yeah, it's a bit of a surprise. I don't read Bleach, so I don't know how important of a character she is, but she always seemed kind of important. Now, I've said this before. I read 30-something volumes. I couldn't tell you a single thing that happened in that series. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But uh, as a playable character, we do have uh, Boa Hancock pirate empress from one piece another very interesting choice i mean when we're talking about the j stars you, you almost feel like goku luffy toriko uh, naruto like the the heavy hitters of these series and if you're going to start introducing the heavy hitter female characters it's like nami uh, no okay boa hancock much yes. more recent in terms of the overall well I mean, One Piece has been going for so long yes. at this point. Uh, I guess since Boa is playable, give us a little bit of background who she is and how she fits into One Piece. Uh, so she's uh, called the Pirate Empress. She is one of the seven warlords of the sea, Shichibukai. Right. And she is also madly in love with Luffy in All right. a single-sided crush. Excellent. Um, but she also has the power to turn men to stone using her love, love fruit or meadow, meadow no mi, except it doesn't work on Luffy because he has no feelings for her. <laughs> That's very Dragon Ball humor right there that Oda's channeling. Yes. Love so um, she will be able to use this as a fighting ability in the game. Excellent. And, um, she's also a very competent uh, melee fighter as well. So Cool, cool. All right. So then in addition to these new characters, uh, I think what a lot of people are looking forward to, I mean, characters are great. When is this damn thing coming? So now we know it is coming March 19th next year in Japan. It's coming on both the PS3 and the Vita, which we knew. But part of the new information here is that the game's getting a limited edition release. So that's kind of exciting. On the PS3, you're looking at 10980 for the limited and then down to uh, slightly more reasonable 7980 for the standard. And then if you jump down to Vita on the handheld, you're looking at 9980 limited and 6980 standard. Uh, I will definitely be picking up the limited edition ps3 version and i'm thinking about grabbing the vita version as well so i might go limited ps3 standard vita uh that would require me buying a vita as well i think my plan mary's not listening my plan is uh, i'm gonna buy the vita probably end of this month or uh i might even just hang on until november for some amazon deals i know last year they did a vita bundle for 170 um a black friday deal and that was when it was still at 250 dollars. so there's probably going to be some awesome deals on Avita coming up soon. Uh, Mary loved Persona 3 Portable on uh, PSP. So we've been like, all right, Persona 4, she's probably going to lose herself to that game. Can we justify buying Avita just for Mary to play Persona 4? <laughs> Not really. But now it's like, all right, I got two Dragon Ball games coming on it. I actually have PlayStation Plus, so I have about gazillion free Vita games. Anyway, that's my plan for the rest of the year in terms of gaming. Uh, I'm curious to see how other folks are going to go on J-Stars. Both platforms are region-free, and there's um, only a couple little asterisks there that we've talked about in the past, like Persona 4 Arena, the fighting game, that was region-locked on PS3 and I believe on the 360 as well. Um, But the consoles themselves are region-free, so you're good there. Uh, Julian, that kind of wraps up the J-Stars news 
heading into this week, this month, is there anything new in VJump that you can uh, kind of debut for us? Uh, nothing special or new. It's just basically a compilation of the last few character introductions, plus a uh, uh, little bit of a thing with uh, Masako Nozawa. Um, but that's all for this okay. issue. And we'll try and, you said it's just a little tea question Q&A thing that yep. I'm sure we'll get to at some point. Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we can just stick it in a news update. Yeah. All right. Uh, so then wrapping up some video game stuff here. Uh, J Legend Retsuden, it seems like the announcements have come to a close. This is one we were kind of anticipating and hoping for. The final game to be included on the compilation will indeed be Dragon Ball Z Super Butoden 2 from the Super Famicom. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, Julian, this means that of the 10 possible games, with one of them being Gekshin Frieza, uh, the download-only bonus if you uh, pick up the game immediately, we're looking at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 Dragon Ball games out of 10 total games. <laughs> Why didn't they just make it a Dragon Ball game? I know, just make a Dragon Ball-only older compilation. Why? <laughs> I mean, if you if you consider all the Toriyama things on there, it's even more lopsided. I know, you know? we've got Gogo Akamon on there, number, number 3 there from Super Famicom. Uh, it's yeah, yeah. It, I don't get it. This seems to be this totally random compilation. This so much better selection variety could have been done, or like you said, just go Dragon Ball only route and do like all the Famicom games, all the Super <laughs> Famicom games, like you know, and you could charge a premium for something like that. This I don't get it. Japan, mm. Namco Bandai. I don't know what you're doing. I guess we'll wrap up some video game stuff here, uh, heading into Heroes territory. Yeah. Julian, uh, real basic thing here. We got a new binder coming out in Japan. Uh, nothing too terribly interesting about it other than a nice shot of the adult GT-style Gotenks there on the cover. Uh, well, there's some other things here, like that big evil dragon. I suppose. Above him in the background. All right. All right. So let's go there. Last time on the show, we talked about this new chapter coming to Dragon Ball Heroes. Seems like we're definitely heading into the evil dragon territory from GT. We've got the adult Gotenks. Uh, Julian V Jump is out. We've seen the promotional video. Where is Dragon Ball Heroes going? Well, it appears that Dragon Ball Heroes is going to, at, as at the same time as it dips into this evil dragon's territory, it's also going to revisit the past. Ah. With a visit to the Red Ribbon Army arc, of all places, as well as something called Miracle of Z and uh, Miracle of GT. Okay. Um, so you have these uh, age missions and by completing the age missions which involve going back into the past and fighting uh, red ribbon characters and characters from Z and GT uh, you fill up this thing called a dragon orb rather than a dragon ball okay which you're showing with energy <laughs> yes and when you fill it all the way an evil dragon the black smoke dragon from dragon ball gt comes out and then apparently you have a mission against that and along the way there's new hero robot parts that you can add to give you different skills if you add them to your hero license and there's also new capsule thingies that i'm reading this as i go along so bear with me right. capsules that allow you they have certain effects oh and the big thing is that you can join 
fighters from around the country through the network now. I'm not exactly sure how that works. Yeah, uh, Dragon Ball Heroes has not been internet-enabled before, I don't think. No, Zenkai Battle Royale uh, was, so yes. uh, is Heroes getting a big internet update for the arcades? It looks like it probably is. So when you do the Evil Dragon missions, you can... Uh, as you're playing, you can be used as a tag character in a, in someone else's mission. So it looks like you can sort of fight. Hmm, okay, as a support character for another player. Sort of, I think. But okay. it's um, I need to read a little more deeply here because I haven't had a time to really sit down and go through all of it. Right, and Dragon Ball a lot Heroes, of stuff in this issue. Dragon Ball Heroes always requires extra parsing and <laughs> like double translation work as well. Uh, let's see. There's also these two new character people joining Yoshitokun. It appears, and they also appear in this is this issue's victory mission. But uh, as you might remember, if you've been following our um, updates with the manga spin-off section, we have these little uh, summaries for each chapter, which we'll go more in-depth with later on. But Sora disappeared, and in his place this issue, two new people have appeared, who appear to be named Tsubasa and Momo. All right, so to recap... Dragon Ball Heroes, the card-based arcade game in Japan. It's been going for a few years now, had its original set of missions, had its Galaxy Mission updates. We are into a new chapter. We appear to be heading into GT territory with the Evil Dragons, as well as a dip back into the past with these Age missions. So that's going on there. Then over in V-Jump, we have Dragon Ball Heroes Victory Mission, which is this spin-off uh, side promotional manga by Toyotaro, yes. who we are relatively confident is uh, Toyable of the Japanese Dragon Ball AF Tojinshi fame. Uh, so that's entering, what is this, Mission 14, Chapter 14? So we'll keep up on that. Um, Julian, just in terms of other stuff in V-Jump, we've got comments from a lot of people that you're going to be translating pretty soon. Right? Uh, oh, oh, yes. Uh, we'll get down to that on the website eventually, too. But let's see. We have Q&A with uh, Toyotaro. We find out in his biographical information that he was born May 17th, 1978, blood type A, born in Tochigi Prefecture. So if that helps determine right. who he is, then there's that. There's uh, also a Q&A with uh, Osamu Kaneko, who's famous for doing all of the um, Dragon Quest monsters stuff. Oh, okay. Sort of. He's not Toriyama, but his um, art is a decent facsimile as well, mm -hmm. but not for Dragon Ball. Uh, let's see. There's also... Oh, that's right. There's this thing right here, which I showed Mike, but there's a, a bonus chapter of Dragon Ball SD in black and white. Now, Dragon Ball SD is in Psycho Jump in full color every month from Naho Oishi, but we have a bonus chapter here in black and white in V-Jump. What is this uh, extra SD chapter covering? Uh, well, it's covering a sort of what-if episode. Okay. Trunks arrives back in the future from the cell fight, and Bulma greets him and says, you know what, if you went back even further in time, you wouldn't have had to have that big battle either, would you? So he goes back in time to when Goku and company are kids, and he finds Dr. Gero yeah. driving uh, number 18 on a tricycle with a lollipop. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> so Goku and Kredin are walking by, uh, and Dr. Gero notices him and sends out number 9, who is uh, Ioku. Goal. So it is a play on the editor-in-chief of V-Jump. Gotcha. Who was promptly defeated Cute. by Goku, and Gero promises never to do anything bad again, and number 18 gives young Kuririn a kiss on the cheek. But because of this, Dr. Gero swears to get revenge on Son Goku, and the future doesn't change that much. <laughs> I love it. Good stuff, good stuff. So we'll, uh, 
be archiving all of this information and titles and that kind of stuff. Yes, yes. And finally, there is a bonus feature on Jocko the Galactic Patrolman. Oh, okay. But it's um, basically confirming the Tom Cobone release, but it's going to have a Toriyama Q&A interview thing? Oh, yes. There's a Toriyama Q&A. It confirms some of the links to the things that he did with uh, Masakazu Katsura, with Sachiya Changu and Jia, that... um, he uses some of the ideas, including the Galactic Patrol mark, which isn't exactly the same, but similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just going over how it got started and what he was planning to do. Oh, and there's also these bonus illustrations and comments from the main spin-off authors. So you've got Toyotaro deciding to draw all of the different scientists from Dragon Ball. <laughs> Cute. So you've got Senbei and Dr. Mashirito and Dr. Koshin, Dr. Frappe, Dr. Kori, Dr. Mew, and Dr. Raichi all together, along with Dr. Gero and Dr. Omori. Uh, he dove into filler territory too. I love it. And movies, yes, and yep. GT. He's quite extensive. And also the customary SD picture as well with the... Nice. siblings a cute little addition and maybe once you have the magazine we can um, have the image along with their comments good stuff so v jump is jam-packed this month uh you can order it uh, all the usual places we'll provide some links when we do some more formal updates on it definitely check it out uh oh, yes. julian i think to wrap up the news right now this uh just coming in battle of gods we're off of video games talking about battle of gods license for spain select vision good on them i guess they just announced the license uh at a festival so uh cool to spain it'd be interesting to see if they actually decide to dub this in spanish because it would be probably be a different dub from the latin american version oh yeah it always is there's what like five dubs over in spain um yeah because spain is in fact not just spanish but also uh what do they have they have catalan they have basque Basque, they have oh is galician a language or is it just a thing gallega right right that's on there yeah i picked up uh when they were originally doing those two disc sets i picked up a couple uh just to spot check the five or six dub audio tracks on there it's pretty hysterical (laughs) to just keep flipping through them and they're getting progressively worse audio quality the, the further in the audio tracks you go. So oh, yeah. uh, good on them. All right, Julian, that's a jam-packed two weeks worth of news. Uh, a lot of that VJUM stuff is not yet up on the site. We will get to it when we can get to it. Uh, we've been busy with a lot of content. Heath updated something you and him have been working on with some of the uh, relaunched overview pages for the Dragon Ball movies. We've got DBZ now, one, two, three up. Uh, oh, yes. Name puns, production history, new quotes regarding things. Yes. Great work. Absolutely great work. Um, I've been plugging away at some more spinoff guide stuff. What else you got going on? Oh, well, I've been making, what do you call it, summaries of certain spin-off things like yep. SD, which is slowly eating in me, <laughs> <laughs> and um, trying to rediscover author comments for things like Nekomajin, perhaps. Right. I need to make a trip out to a certain library in order to get a few of them, but I hope to be able to do that within the next month or so. I want people to know the, the links that you go to. You go and film at karaoke bars. You go on library field trips. <laughs> You're a dedicated man. Thank you. I just wonder, though, with things like V-Jump, they have these unannounced interviews yeah. that appear and are never reproduced. I know. And I wonder how many times they've done that over the years and we've never known about it, you know? Mm. I want to check that out at some point too well take a vacation stay over at the library for a week <laughs> i don't think my wife would allow that <laughs> probably not all right so that's the news what we're going to do right now is jump to our new weekly segment 
Julian, I wanted something that takes the power of the podcast, which is audio based. Obviously, you're listening to us right now and kind of takes full advantage of that. I wanted it to be something that we can easily do on a weekly basis that is fun, interesting. You can learn something new from it. And like I said earlier, lets me be a total jerk about it sometimes. So what we're going to do is every week I'm going to play a short audio clip from the series. Your job, fans, is identify who is the character speaking. And that's not enough because sometimes that's going to be a little easier or it might not be, but also just a little bit of the context. It doesn't have to be the episode number. It can be like, oh, so-and-so he was talking to so-and-so or at the outside Red Ribbon Army headquarters, just something like that. Just a little something so you can't just randomly guess, um, um, it's Goku. So that's going to be our game. And again, I am going to be a total jerk about this. Think of the cast on Dragon Ball. Think how many times voice actors have done multiple roles. Think how many times people have taken the place of someone else. Be prepared. Be frightened, but be prepared. Julian, we're going to kick things off. First episode. Here we go. Here's the clip you need to identify. What? What up, Goku? No, 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 that's not the clip we're going with. That's too obvious. So, here we go. Here is the actual first clip. I want you to identify who is the character speaking and when did they say this. Alright, so by next episode, you can do a couple things. Uh, just respond in the message board thread, tweet us back, hit us a message on Facebook. No one's going to win any prizes, but it's kind of like, I want to see just how deep your knowledge is of Dragon Ball and the voice actors and the characters in the series. Please enjoy. We'll see how this goes. Uh, I have lots of plans for it already. The wheels are turning in my head. So, Julian, we had a lot of news. We have a new weekly segment. Let's wrap things up today with a couple emails. First email came to us. I uh, don't have a name here, but said, Hey, guys, just asking, do you know when the Dragon Ball Z Kai, the major boo saga, will air in Australia? So I actually responded back to this person. Uh, Julian, you can yes. answer this just as well as anyone else. The Majin Buu story arc of Dragon Ball Kai has not actually been announced. That's true. We know that it exists. We know that they've been working on it. Uh, both sides of the Pacific, they're are people who have made announcements and then been forced to go silent. Right. This started so. with a blog post from Mayumi Tanaka, you might know as Kudidin, uh, saying, hey, we're recording, it's great to be back, and the kids, and the refreshed footage, and all that. And it's like... <gasps> Oh, all right. And the significant point there, she said at the time, was that it was specifically for international audiences. Uh, it was not going to be aired within Japan. Julian, this was, what, over a year ago now? Uh, it's I don't remember exactly anymore, but it was a long time ago. It was November 6, 2012 that we updated with this. Oh, okay, so it was almost not a, quite year a year ago. ago. Been a while. So uh, that's where we are. And actually, the person responded back saying, okay, the reason for contacting is because I saw the intro for the Kai Majin Buu story arc. So what we can say right here is they definitely did not see this because it does not exist. What they're likely running into is people using footage from game openings and Battle of Gods and making their own fake Boo Arc Kai openings. So, yes, and they love to call it official because it gets page views on YouTube. Yes. Julian, I think this is going to be a good question for you. Uh, this email comes to us from, I uh, don't have a name here, but I'll just go with it. Hey, everyone at Kanzenshu, it's been a pleasure listening to you guys for the past couple of years. Your manga review of awesomeness segments were one of my favorites, and your reviews ultimately prompted me to invest in the Dragon Ball Kanzenban manga collection while I was visiting Japan last year. Somehow I managed to bring all 34 volumes back with me in a suitcase. Oh, 
That's heavy. That I, is I heavy. lugged those around when I was getting ready for the uh, Hokotate thing, and those, those <laughs> weigh a ton. <laughs> yeah. It continues. Unfortunately, I was only able to obtain four of the seven Daizenshu books while I was in Japan. Now that I am back home in the States, how would you suggest I go about obtaining the last three Daizenshu without paying a fortune for them? Thanks for all the hard work. I hope you guys stick around for a while longer. We will stick around for a while longer. Uh, Julian, I think there were kind of two answers to this, and that's um, prices used secondhand for Daizenshu have been dropping, so that's a possibility, but that's due to the Chozenshu. So uh, give us a brief overview. What are these two lines of books, and what do you suggest for our dear emailer here? Well, the Daizenshu were released between 1995 and 1996. They comprise 10 volumes in all, 7 main volumes, plus 2 card das, card game thingies, and 1 TV animation part 3, which covers all the stuff that was left out of the previous Daizenshu because the anime was still going on at the time for Z. Mm-hmm. Now, um, they're very comprehensive for what was out at the time, which was up to the end of the Z anime, and also the 10th anniversary movie, if you have the 10th volume. But they're also very hard to find, because they're, you know, almost two decades old, and books don't always survive the test of time that well. Right. But, you know, if you live in Japan, you can scour used bookshops, and even look at the used section Amazon Marketplace uh, for used copies of it there. And I've had the good fortune to encounter all seven volumes still with the Shenlong Times with their obi still on them yeah. at the book off near where I work. So I don't know how I did that, but um, that was pretty cool. But for you, um, that's going to be kind of tough. Uh, like Mike said, the prices are coming down, so you might be able to find a deal if you look hard enough and you know when not to pull the trigger on an internet auction. Uh, but a better option for you might be to go with the Chozenshu. Now, these are books that came out earlier in the year. They're a four-volume set that condensed the material of Daizenshu 2 through 7 plus TV animation part 3 into a four-volume set. They're larger, they're heavier, they're more expensive than the Daizenshu were when they were first released, but it has most of the same things. There are some things that were left out of the Chozenshu that are not in the Daizenshu, but it's mostly not critical stuff. So if you get up and decide that it's not worth the hassle of trying to find these older books, then the Chozenshu might be an option for you. And of course, there's the Chogashu, which is basically Daizenshu number one plus extra. Right. And uh, if you can still find that, because I don't think it's in print anymore, <laughs> then by all means, yeah, you I should think try and if, pick that up. If Daizenshu 1 is one you're missing, which is unlikely, that actually got a North American release as well. So you've got quite a few options there. Uh, if you're missing Daizenshu 1, you can get Viz's release or get the Chogashu, uh, which covers all of it plus more. Uh, it's tough. I mean, if you have most of the Daizenshu, it's like, well, I got to finish the collection. So... I don't know. Yeah. They are coming down in price. Even on eBay, uh, I see a lot of people like, well, let's just get rid of them now. I got the Chosen Shoe. So <laughs> that is a route you can go. Uh, Julian, let's jump in universe a little here. We got an email from Malunus. Malunus? Let's say Malunus. Uh, while reminiscing about the use of power levels in Z, don't ever do that. Bad decision. I wondered, had there ever been a proper introduction to the concept of sensing key? It seemed to just become part of the story around the same time scouters were introduced. Was this a technique alluded to? I think you mean alluded to in the original Dragon Ball, like levitation and energy attacks 
Comics, or did it just come out of nowhere? Hoping to hear an answer, I'm sure whatever episode this is being read on will be a fun listen. Now, Julian, I think Malunus needs to go back and reread Dragon Ball. Yeah, because there's actually a lot of times in the series where Goku sort of senses someone coming or uh, feels something. He doesn't really put it in the terms of key at first. That's something that sort of comes along, but it's definitely something that existed and I think was sort of given a name retroactively as it went along. I think one of the uh, key story points, (laughs) get it, key story points uh, that we can point to is Goku training, not quite under God, but alongside Mr. Popo uh, with blindfolding him and forcing him to really uh, feel out his opponent rather than relying on sight alone. Yeah. So the groundwork was there. Uh, even I don't exactly remember when they just started referring to it as mm. like monosugoi ki ga kokoro. <laughs> right. I think what he's saying is uh, probably pretty accurate along the, the Saiyan arc with scatters being yeah. introduced, that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's definitely there. I think one of, uh, again, the scenes that I think to is uh, the death of his best friend. He, he knows that something just happened. And he bolts. Yeah, so there's that. But uh, there's no concrete answer, I think, in terms of if Toriyama decided, okay, right here, I'm going to start this. It just, it's, uh, it's more fluid than that. I don't think we've read this email. Forgive me if we have before. Pretty sure we haven't. This comes from someone going under the name Soge King 434 Greetings, Mike and whoever else may be on the episode. You may not remember me. Emailed you a few years back. Uh, volunteering at the library, catching up on the podcast. So I'm happy to say that I finally caught up two years ago or so, and I've been listening to the podcast ever since. Uh, thank you. Going on and on here. We've gotten a few emails like this, Julian. People, I think we actually just got one uh, today saying, oh, I'm trying to listen to episode 107. That one's down. Can you fix that? People starting from the beginning of the podcast. What do you have to say to them? You're in for a treat. A very long I hear it is. I've recently started listening to the podcast, listening to it from the start. It's quite interesting to hear what it was like in the past on top of just being interesting. We had a lot of inside jokes at the beginning. Yeah, we did. I'm glad we got rid of a lot of that stuff. I think it's kind of off-putting to new listeners. But yeah, yeah, you go back. I mean, obviously, the audio recording equipment is uh, not the best early on. Uh, Finding our way. I think I recently mentioned how you get to episode 20. It starts to actually feel like the show that it is now, but, uh, I recently dove back and listened to a couple older review episodes. Um, I think I listened to the trunks TV special review and, uh, jump super animator special review, that kind of stuff. I do occasionally like going back and listening to those older shows. The way that I've always tried to arrange the podcast is each episode is yes, timely, but also timeless timely because of the news. Uh, some of that stuff you listen to character reveals from sparking Neo in 2013, not going to really be as relevant or particularly interesting, but uh, Mm. just those exact feelings and thoughts and excitement at the time as things are going on, things like the announcement of Kai and the announcement of battle of gods, that stuff is always fun to go back and uh, keep your perspective on. I think. Yeah. And that's a good way to sell it to timeless. That's right. It's (laughs) not old news. It's classic. That's right. Hey, Dragon Ball, it's vintage. Come on now. <laughs> but yeah, I think you'll um, find that it's a lot of fun. We certainly did. Yep, definitely. Still here. Uh, yeah, next month is going to be another anniversary of the podcast. Started the podcast in 2005, man. I, I don't know, believe isn't that. It weird? So, Julian, that's going to bring us to a close. It's late for you in Japan. Uh, we had a break 
in the middle of the show while I had a new shower delivered. So I got some editing to do. Uh, we delayed you getting to bed. So please go sleep. Julian, people have questions, comments. They want to uh, respond to the new weekly segment. Who's that character? Let's not actually call it that because... That's sounds like who's that Pokemon. I know that's the joke. Let's not actually do that. Uh, We want to hear about that. Your questions, all that stuff, Julian, the various ways you can get in touch with us. Yes. You can get in touch with us via email, the contact form on the website. You can get in touch with us via Facebook, Twitter. We have a Tumblr. We have a Google Plus. Pictures of a cast. Uh, Yes, we have Google Plus, and I don't know if we actually do anything with that either. Uh, I've been using that again lately. I've been making sure to post news updates there. Yep. I use Hangouts, so I do technically have a Google Plus account, but I barely use it. (laughs) I know. All right, let's bring this to a close. This caught us up again. Let's see what we can get into the oven for next week's show. Julian, this was, what are we calling this? Episode 346. See you next time, man. All right, see you then. All right, wrap it up. Uh, Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Konzenshu, the podcast. Catch you next time. microphone on hey hey so what up hey os it's julian taking over the podcast for today and i've got a new issue of v jump which you can't see because this is an audio podcast but i got it a couple of days early so let's see what we got in here let's see we've got battle of z news we've got a recap of the j stars victory versus stuff that was first revealed in weekly jump but we also have a little two question interview with masako nozawa the voice of goku And let's see what else have we got here. We've got new information about the new chapter of Dragon Ball Heroes with evil dragons and also Red Ribbon Army arc and stuff in Z and it's kind of all over the place. But the most interesting thing besides perhaps plot rearing its ugly head in Dragon Ball Heroes Victory Mission is the fact that we've got an extra bonus chapter of Dragon Ball SD in black and white with a little bit of time travel going on here as well. Oh, and there's also a feature on Najako the Galactic Patrolman, so look forward to that. We'll be covering all of this and more over the next week and change and whenever I find the time to get this, because my sister's coming to Japan in a week, oh god! Uh, I never get a break, especially with two kids. Maybe I'll stop talking for a bit. Oh, Toriyama has officially acknowledged the link between Jako the Galactic Patrolman and Sachiya Changu and Jia. Although, not necessarily directly, just the fact that the logo of the Lactic Patrol looks almost the same. Hmm. Well, there's these nifty illustrations by Toyotaro and Naho Oishi as well. <sighs> Mike's still not back, and I'm running out of things to talk about. So... How are you, everyone? Good? That's great. I'm good, too.